Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers and where we want your float center to thrive. We are doing a few um, shorter episodes as we uh, round out the year here and just uh, one week into January. Uh, we're going to still, we'll, we'll be here every single week. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I heard I heard you gasp there, but no, we're going to be with you. Uh, we're going to do what we did last year, which had a, a lot of positive response. We're bringing John McKenzie in, our business co Well, I should say our, uh, Amy, Amy's business coach and still Lance's business coach as well. Um, he is has been gracious to join us for four weeks here. They are going to be shorter episodes where Amy and I are not going to be talking about our weeks. We're just going to get right into the meat of it, and we're going to uh, spend a little bit more time potentially with our families, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume Amy with her family at her business. <laughs> We're trying to get that open uh, and and actually opening. So um, that'll be fun to actually catch up in the new year uh, with all of that. But for now, we've got some really cool topics. I uh, just want to introduce myself real quick. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra. And uh, as always, I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. And I do want to give a shout out to Float Helm as well. Float Helm is the software built from the ground up, specifically designed for your float center. So whether you're trying to schedule customers for floats, or if you're trying to schedule your employees, have ongoing project management within your business, uh, or even testing all the uh, you know the pH levels and keeping record of everything in your float water, that's all there in Float Helm. It's pretty phenomenal, I have to say. And uh, but don't take my word for it. Go to floathelm.com and schedule a free tour. They'll uh, go ahead and Skype you and, and walk you through the whole piece of software and make sure that it works well for you. So don't uh, don't take my word for it. Floathelm.com is where you want to go. John, thank you so much for being here this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing really well. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Are you ever not doing really well? Every time I talk to you, you've got a big smile on your face and you're always so so warm and, and uh, positive. Is that just who you yeah, are? Th- that's who that's I am. Who you are. <laughs> Excellent. Great. As someone who meets As a coach, you really week. have to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. As someone who meets with him every week, he's yeah. like this every week. I don't know how he does it. Well, I need coaching on that, John. That's what I'm <laughs> signing up for. <laughs> Although you don't have a one-year-old right now, do you? No, but <laughs> my, I've got 15 grandkids. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Congrats. Yep, and the Congrats oldest is 26, and the youngest is 14. Oh, my gosh. That's a nice nice spread. That's a nice yeah, spread I'm, is what I'm, they say. I'm, I'm 53. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get right into this. We're we're this week and I think uh, next week too. We're gonna we're gonna break this into two parts. Is creating a destination workplace, and this is something that comes up a lot in the float industry. Is a somebody may not have floated before. You know, if you're the first float center to open, uh, people people may not have even know what floating is. But that doesn't mean you can't have enthusiastic employees. And so that's why John is here. And we're, again, going to break it into two parts of how exactly we create that destination workplace uh, so that people want to be working at your business. It's a, this is an important one. and I'm excited to, to jump in. And again, John, thanks thanks for coming back and joining us. Oh, you're welcome. So first, let's, let's review what I teach uh, the list of ingredients, creating a destination workplace. And I like to, my clients to have a folder and they put Put for every job they've got, create a folder and put all this information in a folder. Uh, so I'll, I'll go down the list. First of all, a narrative of where you want to be in your business in five years. It can be three, but three to five years. Okay. Uh, and the narrative is really precise. It can't be double or triple spaced, and it's got to be single spaced, 
in Word or something like oh, that. I see a full page. <laughs> it. It no, you're talking you square can't footage cheat. there. You okay. can't cheat. Yeah, you can't cheat because <laughs> I've had, oriented. Okay. Yeah. So not I've just I triple my down. profits five yeah, years from no. now. Okay. I've had people say well, it's really cool. It's going to be nice. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I've had uh, one time. I had... sounds like your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so I hip. I had uh, a client that uh, was a sign company, and mm-hmm. she was having all kinds of issues. She would get really close to a goal or really close to being where she wanted to be, but not quite. So the first thing I had her do was just write a, a narrative, a narrative mm-hmm. vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did. And it took about a page, and it was going to be like it, year three, doubling her size, year two, win um, uh, franchise of the year, have three people working for her, four people Got have it. certain amount of equipment. So you really have to go and say what it's really going to look like. And she did all that. And amazingly enough, uh, year two, she run Franchise of the Year. And year three, she's doubling her space. And she's got uh, three people on hiring a fourth. Wow. So that's the kind of thing, unless you have a vision of where you're going, it's, it's sort of like a bit of a roadmap. Uh-huh. It's hard to get there unless you know where you're going. <laughs> sure, so- right, yeah. I have a question. If you have a business partner and you are starting yeah. with this first step, how mm-hmm. do, do you each do one or is yes. it something that you work on together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would suggest you both do one to begin with because there's always going to be one partner that'll say, yeah, that vision's really good, but it's not going to be theirs. And so you've got to incorporate both points of view mm-hmm. and that's really critical. Um, sometimes uh, when I have new clients, we do that um, alignment Yes. And some of the visions in there, but a whole lot of questions. And I really want certain sections in there to be done individually by partners and then read it. So that'll be, shockingly enough, that'll be the first time uh, the partners actually hear that, what they really want out of the business. Oh, interesting. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really request that first. Now there's the classic vision and mission statements and all that, but we can do that later. I really want that narrative vision. Mm-hmm. And people sometimes have a hard time with that. Uh, number two, I want uh, an organization chart of where you are right now. And it could be you're just starting, so you're it. Sure. But, you know, you, you can still have an organization chart, sales, maintenance, da-da-da, uh-huh. and your name's on every block. That's all. Uh, and where you think that's going to be in three to five years, that organization chart. And it may be identical, except your name's going to come off some of those blocks and you can put somebody else's name <laughs> Thank on it. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. That is, that's my <laughs> so dream. So waiting for that day. Yeah. My narrative. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there are positions there. Break it out. It's not just owner and owner does everything. Owner does lots of stuff, front desk, cleaning, you name it. Right. Yeah. Um, so organization chart's really important. Okay. Uh, the next one is a culture or value statement. And that's, uh, I can read you some examples. For instance, um, a value might be commitment or ownership or integrity or excellence or communication. Communication's always a big one. And you have to describe what you mean by communication, for instance. Uh, in this case, uh, it's, I will speak positively of my fellow team members, my clients, and the coverall shop, which happens to be this one. Mm-hmm. In both public and private, I speak with good purpose, empowering, positive conversation, never use or listen to sarcasm or gossip. I only ever discuss concerns in private with the person involved. Mm-hmm. Communication. 
So what do you really mean by communication? You have to write that down. Too many so people just throw a bunch of words at you. So for people who, you know, a lot of people who get into the float industry, um, mm -hmm. now I come from a very corporate background, and I think mm -hmm. more and more that there's a lot of people in the industry mm -hmm. who come from mm -hmm. a corporate background, and this is very familiar speak, it's still hard to mm -hmm. do, but for people who are very uncomfortable with corporate, I know when Mark first started to, to talk to you about this, he would say, you know what, he's like, oh, we're not a corporate business, I don't want to, you know, uh, right. I feel like hippie. So for someone who has some resistance with that, what are some things that we can, that, that that maybe make that a little bit more accessible to them. Um, I know you gave us some worksheets, but this this can be in your own words, right? This isn't something like... Oh, absolutely. Like... Absolutely. Okay. I, for the first-timers are doing something like this, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll come back to this, but first-timers, it should be in the first person because if they read it and it doesn't mean them, mm -hmm. they'll think it means everybody else. So that's why I say communication. I speak positively. So gotcha. when people read it, okay? Um and ownership, I'm truly responsible for my actions and outcomes. Now, really, down the road, you really want to link these values, some of them anyways, to your performance review. Are they really living it? Yeah, yeah. So this says, okay, when I walk in the business, I check my own baggage at the door, and this is how I treat my clients, suppliers. I expect to be treated this way also. Okay, so that's really critical. Um, and should be done right up front. And if you've got a couple of employees, it's not a bad thing to do with them. So they have input into it. They're more likely to live it mm -hmm. if they have input. Uh, the next thing I, I like to do are job descriptions. And I'll, I'll, in another episode, I'll get into that in a lot more detail. But if you lay out what the expectations are in a job description and you talk to them about it, um, and it's very precise, then in fact, they're much more liable to do it. Too many job descriptions are a list of tasks and mm -hmm. that's all. And it's just, it never works. Some people, in fact, the vast majority of people out there never have job descriptions. And when I interview people, the first thing they say is, I don't know whether I'm doing a good job. Right. That's so just true. Tell me because they don't even know their job. Yep. And so what they do is they invent a, a job that they think they should have, mm. and it may not be the job you want them to do. That's interesting. And, and mm. just a little little point of reference, I mean, we that we try to intentionally not have job descriptions when the float shops first opened. Yeah. I, I think Mark and I would have a lot of uh, at least compassion for each other. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, just kind of like I, I've talked about it before, but like flat structure, do what you're passionate about, mm. and let's build this company together. And, yep. and people did not gravitate towards that at all. They Everybody felt like failures. And I don't want to like say 100%, but there was a lot of feeling of, of failure out there because they didn't know. There was no like checkbox to go, I did this, I know I did a good job, I'm meeting these requirements, and people really yeah. need that. They do. They People actually do want to be managed. And yes. if you yes. give them the proper descriptions, and if they're involved in it, because sometimes they know things you don't know because they're doing it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I would say even us owners, even though we don't want to be managed and that's why we, we created these businesses, we feel better too. And we're able to check off boxes. And just like yeah. you said, describing having that narrative, being able to go, okay, this is the next step, or this is the way to measure my success. We, yeah. we want that too. The destination and, workplace means that people self-manage. Hmm. So you have to give them the tools to self-manage. I'll tell you what, I have a really great example of this. Mark, um, Mark and I worked with John on, we had a problem in our workplace in that um, Mark was managing and I was trying to stay out of the way. And I would problem. come, that is a problem. 
<laughs> right there. There's the problem. Oh, uh, no, it. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Mark. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't have to go to John. I could just come to no, no, that's not true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things we were doing is we have a list of chores. Uh, li- not, they're not chores. That sounds, sounds big. We have a, a list of items that we like people to do during their shift. And it was a, a short list, and I would, and it was things like you know, clean the bathroom, dust the, mm-hmm. dust the lobby, uh, make sure salt's, you know, it was just, it was very kind of you know, clean the kitchen, you know, organize the kitchen, blah blah. And every time I'd come in, I would be like, Mark, I don't know what you're doing here, but the bathrooms aren't clean, and I found yeah. salt on the wall, and I would go into the, and it was really, I mean, Mark and I were getting into kind of rows over this. It was, it was kind of rough, and I was getting so frustrated. And we talked to John, and John's like, well, you know. Looking at your list, it's not. You need to be more specific. <laughs> be very, very mm. specific, um, because you know what dust the lobby means to you is not necessarily what it means huh. to them. They think they are completing this task, and they're not. So it was so it was so enlightening to me. And all we did is we went through that list, that uh, checklist during their uh, during each shift, and we said, okay, uh, dust the lobby. Dust around the frame, and then and then subset would be like dust around the frames of the pictures, uh, dust the baseboards, uh, make take the things off the the front desk, dust, um, you know. And we, we listed it out. When you clean the bathroom, it means wipe the salt off the walls. Mark's big pet peeve: wipe the salt off the toilet seat between every single float. And so now the list looks a little bit more imposing, but do you know it has changed everything? Every time I go in, it just feels really good in there. I haven't found any issues. Everybody else is super happy because everybody else is like, wow, this place looks really great. Mm. You know, even Mm. the little spots that clients don't see. Everybody feels really good and really proud of the space now. And it was just simple things like being specific and um, and just just telling them exactly what we need. Exactly. And sometimes you can take a picture Mm. or do video. We can talk about processes Okay. I, I, later, but the, Amy's got a really good software package for that a checklist. Yeah, What's it called? yeah. Jot form. We use Jot form for yeah. it, and it's, it's really beautifully inexpensive cool. and fantastic. Yes, it does. You know, can I ask a question about that though? Because mm-hmm. um, we we found that we were had so many tasks that people it became. Um, it's it was too much to focus on, and then they almost just kind of checked out. If if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, like it's just too too many items is that possible and where how do we find the balance between the two and uh go ahead amy i was gonna say i'm just gonna jump in real quick uh for us we don't they don't have to do all the chores uh, all the things on the checklist we ask that they Mm. do as much as they can but we understand that they may not get all of them done but the next person just looks and checks and what's not done (laughs) then they can they can cover okay Mm -hmm. so we we totally we tell them you know we don't expect every single thing on this list to be done so that gets rid of the overload, but yeah. most of the things on the list get done. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and, it's, and it's a they don't put it off on the next person. They used to, but they don't that much anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Because when it's checked, it, who checked it, by the way, is recorded. Yes, exactly. And, and the interesting mm. thing is, like I said, they check it before, and the next person would come in and complain. Well, it wasn't really mm. done, and they checked it, and I don't know why they checked it. But now that it's very specific, it's even cut down on the the irritation between employees as well. So we've yeah. really solved several problems at once. Yeah. And before it was, um, 
this person didn't do this. It was telling on each other. It was yes. crazy. Just it, craziness. It got insane. Got it. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. about that. <laughs> so yeah. the, ne the next thing um, is really a job appraisal, and it should be done... I don't know. Uh, in the States, you have 90-day period where you can let people go without any justification. There, it's Depends on the state. state. It's state, state to state. state. Yeah. yeah, it's province to province in Canada. Okay. Uh, but generally, it's 90 days. Uh, so we like to do an appraisal before that 90 days is up. Then you're not liable for a week payout or two-week payout or whatever it is. Um, but uh, there's other ways of telling I'll get into in a minute. Um, but the job appraisal is really critical, and it, I like to de-link it from money, um, and because people, like job, if they don't get a great job appraisal, they're going to lose a raise. Well, I like raises to be separate. This is, huh. how are you doing, and what kind of program can we put together to, to plug some of the holes, if there are holes? And if there aren't, then how do we take you to the next level? Um, so it's very um, supportive. It's not a beat-up session. The ones I really hate, I used to work at a, at a railway as a consultant, and um, what they did is they had about a 30-page evaluation, it, and they forced me to hire some of their people as well as my people on my team, and I had to do these appraisals. So it took me about almost well three-quarters of a day to do one person, just set it up. And... It was linked to money, and the minimum bonus was $10,000, and they set the goals and everything else. If they got a bad appraisal, it was going to cost them a minimum of $10,000, huh. and sometimes as high as thirty or forty. So do you think that was confrontational? <laughs> you bet. If you said anything, anything they perceived as negative, yeah. it was a battle. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you, if you get rid of that bonus thing, and I can talk about bonuses if you want, but... Um, well, yeah, do you, just, do you mind, I mean, since it's been brought up, would you mind just sharing if, if it's not connected to that, how do you determine? Uh, oh, uh, well, there's, uh, with job descriptions, there's wage scales. And so you can earn between this and this, uh -huh. and it's based on certain things. We've got a, uh, sometimes if it's appropriate, if you've got one employee, you know, but if you could multiple employees, apprenticeship programs, juniors, rookie training. You make this much money, and when you can do these tasks mm -hmm. properly, then you make this much money. And so I have a scale based on accomplishment as opposed to uh, do you show up? That's that's kind of basic, but <laughs> um, the um, so it's based on accomplishment basically. Okay. Uh, when you can accomplish these consistently, then you'll make this much money because now you're more valuable to me. And and that isn't necessarily linked to evaluations no it not necessarily um but um uh, accomplishments uh add value so that's what i use other people can use other things but that's what i do and yeah. it seems to work um the uh apprenticeship program really works well because you, now you've got maybe two levels on each job for instance, you can do the front desk really well, but you can't do a deep clean. When you can do a deep clean on a tank, guess what? You'll make this much money. Yeah. And, the, and they when, know the, the yeah. goal to hit to get that. Yeah. That's going to yeah. feel good too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're accomplishing something. Yep. Cool. And increasing the value. I dig it. Uh, so the next one is, uh, 
an employee handbook. Um, an employee handbook talks about things like, uh, okay, how do I get paid? What does this mean on my paycheck? Why are these deductions there? Really sound rudimentary, but almost every business gets asked those questions by employees. Sure, yeah, um, that makes sense. And where do I park the car? If you're in a mall, <laughs> guess what? You don't park by the doors because that's for clients. You park way over there. And uh, things like, okay, what are holidays? How are they accumulated? How are they paid out? Some people pay the percentage every paycheck. And so when they go on holidays, there is no, there is, uh, they're already paid. Sure. Uh, some people just continue paying them on a, a bi-weekly basis. But how do you get paid for vacations? How do you schedule vacations? Uh, uh, what is uh, a de definition of uh, harassment? Mm -hmm. and, and how do we treat harassment? And what's the process for harassment? Those kinds of things. And it's all laid out. What it does is protect you against labor relations and the equivalent of states. I'm sure you have those. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. And human rights boards. Sometimes states will have those. Uh, so it really protects you against that because you've got processes involved for all of that stuff. Um, and usually I've got sort of a blank thing I put out there and modify for the state, the rules, the laws. And I mean, I had a guy working for me once. Um, we had different leaves in the book, and, but his grandmother died three times. Um. So that was a problem. <laughs> A very uh, big problem. So you're only allowed to have your grandmother die once. Uh, I'd say if they're pulling that, they're... They've, they've got issues. They're, they're but they reasons. forgot. They I forgot. Mean, well, they that's, forgot. that's not the kind of person you want who's going to forget that kind of thing. No. No. Um, Morality so, aside. Um, <laughs> what else was there? Let me think. Um, oh. Um, so that's, those are really the documents. But in a hiring package, which this is all part of, uh, so in the folder, you'd put your vision, the narrative, uh, to show people what the vision, where you're going with your business. They get excited. If they get excited, that, that's a, a good sign. If they just read it over and go, you know, what are you smoking? You probably don't <laughs> want that person around. A job description. There's the job. They will ask you questions about the job, but show them the job description and the wage scales because they'll ask that question. The culture and values. We want you to check your your values at the door and this is what we live by everybody lives by that here um, in fact well i'll talk about that in a second an org chart where do you fit where do you fit in the grand scheme of things people want to know that um, questions to ask how many people go into an interview and ask different questions of let's say five interviews and they'll ask different questions of each person or generally the same question but and they forget who said what because they don't take notes Oh. So hmm. my thought is the same questions and there's a list of questions you can get. I've got, mm -hmm. there's a book out, 101 questions to ask in an interview. Um, and leave space for notes and it's okay to make notes. It really is. So now you remember what they actually said. Sure. Uh, by the way, at the beginning of an interview, uh, you make up your mind generally within the first 30 seconds and you spend the next 15 minutes and 30 seconds justifying it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so write questions to ask and then an ad for that particular job. Okay, what's the ad? Where do I place it? Because you open the folder and um, I've told Amy and I think I use it all up here. There's uh, a website called Indeed. 
com. And for trades and customer service and things like that, it's great. Beautiful. It's great. Beats Craigslist, let's put it that way. So that's what I have in the folder. And so when you need to fill a job, your ad's there, everything's there to show people. You don't have to reinvent it. You don't have to search through things finding it. It's there. And you can put all your tax forms in there also. They have and, to sign. And that is the beauty of creating a system, something that's usable mm -hmm. over and over again. It's right there, ready for you. It makes your life easier. It takes the stress out of hiring because, as we know, hiring is super, super stressful. Uh, and yeah. it, it really makes I a feel difference. So high, high risk. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, really, because it, you're risking your time and money by bringing them in and, and what you're presenting to your customers, all of that. It feels very high risk to me. Yep. These people are the face of your company. Mm -hmm. And so be careful. Hire slowly, fire fast. Uh, the other thing I would add is when you hire somebody, make sure you do a proper orientation. Normally, even in big companies, they take you around, introduce you to a whole bunch of people, show you your desk, and have at her. And you may want to talk to some of these people. The reality is orientation should be a, a lot longer than that. And you can do an orientation. In some businesses, we've actually automated the orientation. But, um, and part of that orientation, or a major part of it, can be an internal mentor. Pair them up with someone. So John, we've, we've covered a few things. I would say that um, you know, t letting them know where they're going to park probably isn't the first number one priority of you know, a destination workplace. So give me, give me the top three, before we close out this episode, the top three uh, things that I can do as an employer that we've covered today that are going to create a destination workplace for, for my future employees. Well, job description, job appraisals, and em employee handbook are pretty critical. I like to also add in uh, the narrative of your vision, where you're going to be, because that should generate excitement right. in people. I'll allow that. <laughs> that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> well, th thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited to go a little bit deeper into it next week. Uh, before we close out, I want to give a thanks to FloatAway, of course. These guys have been supporting us since we started the podcast, and they are also absolutely busy every single day innovating uh, innovating on their float tanks, on the technology that's behind them, including, as they talked about at the float conference, uh, software portals for the float tanks as well. Uh, they're, they're just working nonstop over there. Go to floataway.com to just see what kind of float tanks they have, but be sure to, to send an email or pick up the phone as well and get in touch with these people. Um, you know, they are just good people to know within the industry. So again, floataway.com is where you want to go. Uh, I want to thank John this week for joining us. Amy, of course, Brian, uh, producer Brian in the background. And, uh, until next week, remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Bye.